Welcome, you're listening to A Certain Degree. Fellow WPRK DJ Leah Nash joins Nick on this episode to discuss her show, Staying Motivated and Nonprofits. This episode is brought to you by Mood Condiments. Let's say you had a fight while on a date and you lost your appetite. Well, that's fantastic. Well, for us, not for you. Research that we just did shows that your mood affects how food tastes. So Mood Condiments uses a patented nanotechnology that determines how you're feeling and releases different chemical agents to account for that. No matter how you feel, it won't change your meal. Mmm, nanotechnology. And for restaurant owners, it means no more bad Yelp reviews. Mood Condiments. Eat crow? Not anymore. Order at toacertaindegree.com. The Jonah Jones Quartet getting us started this morning on To a Certain Degree. You're listening to A Certain Degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was Where Is Your Heart from the Greatest Hits album. So the Jonah Jones Quartet, Where's Your Heart? I think it was a song from, uh, and I hope I'm saying this right, Moulin Rouge. Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. It's one of my favorite movies. I Leah, love it. I'm, I wasn't asking you. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't even introduce you yet, <laughs> and you're already talking. You looked at me, so I thought, okay. <laughs> so if I ask a question and I'm looking at somebody, they are going to answer me. Apparently. Okay, fine. <laughs> Leah Nash is here. Good morning, Leah. Good morning. So glad to have you in. Uh, timing worked out so well that I could have you in this morning. Thank you. I appreciate it. And so we're going to talk about your role at the Hemophilia Association. We're going to talk about your show, which yep. airs on Thursdays. We're going to talk about a bunch of stuff that you have going on. But first... I don't really know you all that well. Yeah. So I've done some research. Mm -hmm. I did some Googling last mm -hmm. night around one in the morning. What did you find? This morning I'm at scared. one in the morning. Yeah. Oh, there's going to be some embarrassing <laughs> tales from uh, the crypt. Uh, but first, we're going to play a little game. Okay. Make you a little more comfortable all and right. get to know you a little bit better. So uh, we do this every week. And this week's game is of mice or of men. Of mice or men. Gotcha. Yeah. So of mice if you're for something. Because what's cuter than a mouse? True. They're adorable uh, and everything else. Love. And of men, not so great. Ooh. So of mice or men is actually a phrase that came. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> right. Mice, yes. Men, no. Uh, but of mice or men is, of course, the, the Steinbeck yeah. novel. But it was from, the phrase itself comes from a poem uh, from an 18th century Scottish poet named uh, Robert Burns. And so the idea was the mouse has built this wonderful little nest for the mm. winter and a plowman comes by Arr. and kicks it over. Mean man. By accident. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think it was on purpose. Okay. I don't think he had a, a mouse thing. Well, I forgive him then. Okay, but still, men are bad. Mice good, men bad. Yes. So of mice or of men... The Emmys were last night. Did you watch? Did you partake? I did you do anything? How do you feel about the Emmys? Not. I didn't watch it. Oh, we're we just doing mice and men. Or yeah. okay. Um, I guess men because I didn't watch it. I just kind of. I don't know. I'm. I don't really. Not. I'm. It's not that I'm not into it. I just didn't really have that much interest in it. Yeah. Award shows in general. Do you care about? I used to when I was younger, but now as I'm older, I'm just kind of prefer to get the recap. Yeah. Instead of spending hours and hours watching Trying it. Trying to figure out exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then just watch maybe the monologue or something right. like that. Yeah. I did see, and you know, like on Twitter and stuff like that, so I can catch up on stuff. I did see that 
I don't know if this is true or not that Nicole Kidman got an award. Yep. Uh, for the for the I did watch that show. Big Little Lies. Big or Little something Yeah, and I also lines. read the book, and I do like how and you tell a lot of Big Little Lies. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, you got me. Um, but I do like how it uh, kind of put a light on domestic abuse. So that that for me was uh, interesting perspective of oh, winning the, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because she was, I don't know if you've read the book or saw it or anything, she was getting physically abused by her husband. So this this may may be a good thing in terms of uh, shedding a light on, a, I guess, a situation like domestic abuse. Well, that's good. And then a lot of diversity in terms of the winners as well. So Donald Glover won for... <laughs> Uh, best Director and Writer. No, not Writer. For Atlanta? Yeah, something else. And then Aziz Ansari and Lena, and I can't remember her last name, one for Writing for, for Master of None. Master of None. I, I yeah. did see that, so I liked that a lot. That would, I, I'm pro-diversity. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, guess, I guess my other question is, though, is it going to change anything that you've watched? Are you going to tune into something that maybe you weren't going to watch before, you hadn't heard of before. The Emmys that last night, probably not because I didn't watch it. So I don't know Got what it. what won exactly. I'll have to go back and kind of read and see what what won. I think the hand hand Handmaid's Tale one, uh, which I would like to see, but we got rid of our, our Hulu. That's on Hulu, right? That is on Hulu. So we got rid of Hulu. So I would like to see it, be, mainly because I don't get the jokes that I like hear about it all the time. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It is a big... It's a comedy. I don't it's, know if people realize that. No, like people Handmaid's like that. Tale. Well, they, you know, people like make fun of it. And I'm like, I don't get that joke. So like on Saturday Night Live and stuff like that. So, Oh, yeah. I see. So you don't feel like you're in the know. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. I don't know. What, I don't know. So Maybe that's, you know, I'm going to write that down as a potential bad business idea for later. <laughs> Watch for people, shows. People who feel left out. <laughs> Uh, they can get this sort of uh, the exactly. Cliff Notes version of the show. If they don't want to subscribe to Hulu, I think that's a good and idea. And watch, you know, 14 hours worth of television exactly. just to get one joke. Right, exactly. I mean, I don't have time for that. I, Who has I, time for I, that? I want to laugh at the joke, but then it's like, uh, you know, I got to watch this whole I guess, show. I guess alternatively, you could just not laugh at the joke. <laughs> True. Yeah. But I feel so left out. I, I'm looking around. I'm kind of like, everybody's getting this. Yeah. I'm not now, in the know. Uh, Leah, half of the people there in that group are fake laughing. <gasps> they have no idea what the joke what? is. Yeah. Are you yeah. kidding me? I am. I am. That's that's well, actually a scientific fact. 50% I want you to know that my laughs are authentic. So this whole okay. time here, if I'm laughing, it's because I think something's funny. I like how you said if I'm laughing. <laughs> Just that's great. Yes. That's great. I mean, I might not, but I that is wonderful. Will. It wasn't when I'm laughing. <laughs> When Obviously, I, I think, let me just make the distinction here. Handmaid's Tale comedy <laughs> to a certain degree drama. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that makes sense. All there right. you go. Of mice or of men, voicemail. Of mice or of, oh, men. Well, yeah, men. Because, like, text me, I guess. If it's a real emergency, call me. I guess leave a voicemail, but I'm in, you know. So when somebody leaves you a voicemail, do you listen to it and call back or do you just call them back? Actually, I listen to it because I want to know. So I guess maybe I'm not playing the game right because maybe it is. No, it's fine. (laughs) But you prefer people don't leave you voicemail. 
Yeah, because then I have to like listen to it and stuff. But I will listen to it because you've you've made the time to leave a voicemail. Right, right. And usually it's like a doctor's office or something like that. Yeah, it's usually none of your friends because they know you're not going to listen exactly. to the voicemail. Yeah. <laughs> How about uh, colonizing Mars? Colonizing Mars? Mm, of mice or of men? Sure, men, I guess. Men? I mean, you don't want to go? No, 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 no. Mice, mice. Okay. Mice. Yeah, yeah. Sure, you want to sure, send sure. mice is what I'm hearing. I want to send men... And mice? To Mars and mice, and but my answer is actually mice. Okay. Wow. Thank you for explaining. <laughs> that is, that can get confusing. Do you want to go? No. No? I get, I get really carsick, so I don't imagine that me going in a, a rocket of any sort would be pleasant for me. Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, I even... I do um, aerial yoga sometimes, uh, uh, this yoga center um, called Elevate, and I actually have to take like Dramamine or or like uh, like nausea Some medicine sort of, before I go yeah. because I'm like swinging around. Huh. All right. So it's like not even just car sick. It's like aerial yoga sick. Aerial yoga sick. Mm-hmm. That's how. Rocket sick. I like how we have a scale of sickness. So there's aerial <laughs> yoga, I feel like, on one end of the spectrum. Yeah. And then there's rocket sick. And car sick is probably in the middle. Yes, yeah. definitely. But I'm across the board, You're feel for, nauseous. Oh, okay. Sorry. You, yeah. Across the board, you feel nauseous. Yes. Okay, good. So it's not just me and being on my show no, that's no, making no, no, you no, nauseous. No. No. I'm not actually nauseous at this time. It's when I travel and something that's making me feel nauseous. I feel like that is a really good thing that I'm going to put on my site as a, an endorsement. <laughs> I don't feel nauseous at I this time. I don't feel nauseous. Please take that quote yeah. from me. Oh, yeah. No, I'm totally pulling that. <laughs> uh, how about the iPhone X of mice or of men? It's, um, I would say... At this point, men, because it, it seems like a lot of money, right? How much? Oh, it's a thousand dollars. Yeah, it seems like a lot of money. And the facial recognition thing. Yeah. Is, I I don't know. I didn't look into it enough. I switched over from iPhone to Android a while back. Oh, you did. Yeah, I made the jump and uh, oh, it's it's uh, in your pocket. Yep, it's an older note, and I just liked it because at the time it was the mm. biggest phone I could get. Because <laughs> I was like, well, my eyesight's going to go. So let me see how gigantic, enormous phone I can get. I have an iPhone 6. I didn't even go for the Plus, uh, you know, so, and then I know I didn't do iPhone 7, and I, yeah. I mean, the X or 10 or whatever just seems like, like a faraway thing for me, like... It's it's something you aspire to. Maybe, yeah. I don't even know. We'll see. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Like, you know, I'm a a very, what do they call them, like a late adopter. Mm -hmm. So uh, maybe in like 10 years, I'll get the iPhone X. Okay. Very good. How do you feel uh, about sushi burritos? Uh, Ooh, you, you caught me off guard. Yeah. Sushi burritos. Sushi burritos. I'll give it a mice because I'm willing to try. Try it. So, yeah, I, I haven't had one. Uh, I understand I they make them at Whole Foods and they're testing them at Starbucks up in Chicago, <laughs> which kind of bums me out because I'm not eating sushi at Starbucks. I, I would, <laughs> so nothing's <many> <laughs> wrong with Starbucks, but I would rarely eat the food there. <laughs> so many questions ran into my head when you said Starbucks in Chicago. Sushi, burrito, Starbucks, Chicago. I was like, why Chicago? Why Starbucks? Right. Why sushi? Right. Why? Like, why? Why? Okay, why? so Starbucks is testing. They're just trying out some new food. But, but why Chicago? Why yeah, it's Chicago? not like it's near an ocean. Right. <laughs> exactly. uh, and I, I've been to Chicago a few times. I've never particularly noticed a big sushi culture there. 
Yeah. Like maybe there's a sushi district that I'm missing there. <laughs> maybe. You know, and they have Lake Michigan. And there was the story I was reading uh, over by what's uh, Lake Erie, I guess, uh, or whatever is over by uh, Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. Is they were doing the study and they found that there's a lot of uh, fish over there with antidepressants in their brain and their bloodstream <laughs> in their uh in their muscles and their oh. organs because it's getting into the water huh. um and it's mainly getting into the water through uh water waste basically because you kind of you expel okay. it and the drugs go through the wastewater thing and they get out into the uh you know the lake and so having said all that some of the sushi might help you with your depression <laughs> maybe that's why they're like yeah <laughs> And the burrito is obviously the best way to deliver any kind of food. I completely forgot the burrito element of what we were talking about. I was okay, so yeah. focused on so the sushi. I'm assuming in what it is. I'm assuming what it is is basically a roll that hasn't been cut up. What? Yeah. So is it like a tortilla? No, 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 no. I think it's wrapped in the oh, seaweed like the, yeah, or okay. the yeah. I see what you're saying. Mm. Yeah. So they're just calling it burrito okay. because it's I see you know that sort of thing. I'll still give it the mice, and okay. why not try it? I mean, All right. If you want to have eel, like, stuff in your teeth. And guess what? I have one for you right ah, here. I feel so lucky. Yeah. The first sushi burrito in Orlando. The first, what we're going to do is sushi breakfast burritos. <laughs> oh, eggs. Yum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like that is 100%. It's not at all. I think that is the uh, next BBI. Sushi breakfast burritos? No, you're a bad business idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll do it. Uh, (laughs) Zombies. How do you feel about zombies? Uh, Men. I'm over them. I'm kind of over zombies. Over them as a storytelling device. Uh, Not over them in real life because there aren't any? Uh, Question mark, question mark. As a storytelling device because there's so many of them. Yeah. Yeah. In real life, I don't think I would survive. I think I would be a zombie. Like, they would get me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine with that. It seems exhausting for the survivors. (laughs) To keep running and they're so sweaty. They uh, don't have power. You don't have a hot shower. uh, Yeah, it's awful. All right. Uh, Let's see. Coffee. Of mice or of men? I love coffee. Mice. Okay. Have you always been a coffee drinker? No, I go on and off of coffee and I don't drink like tons of it. I limit myself to like two cups a day. Mm-hmm. So I do one in the morning. So before I came and saw you, I had a cup of coffee at home and then I have one here as like, just as a... Because it's early. Yeah. Yeah. This is and early. you're on the radio. Yeah. So You got to represent. Yeah. <laughs> so you need some coffee. So I haven't actually drank it. It's just there in case I start like... Oh, it's a security yeah, coffee. It's a security coffee. I got it. I got <laughs> exactly. it. That makes sense. That's why I got a small so that like I could sip on it and... But just knowing it's there. Yeah, Yeah. I look at it sometimes and I think... Hey, coffee. Hey, coffee. (laughs) Tell me, like, role play a little bit with your coffee. I'll be the coffee and you be you. I would be like, hey, coffee. What's up? Hey, Leah. What's going on? You want a little little sip? (laughs) Exactly. I would be like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Perk me up, man. All right. All right. And scene. All right, that was good. Uh, Okay. How about... This is an interesting concept. uh, Speaking of beverages, soda tax. Have you heard about this? Uh, I'm I'm mice for that. Yeah, some states and some cities have implemented this. I think New York City, I think California was talking about it. So the idea is to try to limit things that are bad for you uh, by taxing it. Yeah, like they did it with cigarettes, right? Exactly, yeah. And so the idea is, um, I think I was just reading a study. I don't know if it was uh, how genuine or how reliable it was. But 
one in five people in the world uh, die because of a bad diet, essentially, wow. because of the things that are caused because of a bad diet. I believe it. I mean, we're... And, you know, okay. soda, there's nothing wrong with soda. I like a soda every once in a while, but uh, having it all the time and it being as prevalent as it is, uh, is not good for you. I agree with that. And I think that, I think texting it would be okay. I'm not, I mean, like, I don't drink a lot of soda, so it doesn't, like, personally affect me that much. And I think, like, if I really wanted a soda, that I'd be willing to pay the tax. It's interesting to try something like that. Yeah. And see what happens. Yeah, if it, helps, if it helps our society get a little, I, I don't know, I don't want to say that. But, like, if it's an idea for, for health, um, why not try it? Well, even if it just makes you a little more conscious of what yeah, you're drinking. Exactly. I think that's the, uh, that's the main thing. Yeah. All right. So, speaking of making you conscious... Well, I'm not really sure because we just talked about coffee. Uh, driverless cars of mice or of men? I, I would say men. I think. I mean, I, I'm torn on that. These are good. These are good thought provoking of mice and men questions for me. Well, thank you. Because it, I I say men because it would freak so your, me out. Your initial reaction was men. Yeah, because but would. now you're thinking about it mm -hmm. and how do you feel about it now? I still think, men. Okay, so my initial reaction is men because. If I saw a car with no driver, I'd be freaked out. Like, where's the car? What's Where's the driver? What's going on? Why is that car have no driver? But if I was the passenger... What if the driver was a sushi burrito? <laughs> it would make me laugh. Okay. That would make right. me laugh. See, I feel like two things that might confuse you together... <laughs> it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. Two wrongs make exactly. a right in this situation. That's the... That's, the world of Leah. I yeah. mean, that's yeah, Leah yeah, Nash yeah. in my head. <laughs> two, two wrongs do make a right. But the thing is, is I love to be driven around. I actually don't like driving that much. Yeah. So the idea of having a driverless car where I really don't have to drive. Hair put in the destination and then you just go and you can read or you can that's listen appealing. to podcasts or yeah. something like that. Exactly. And you would still ultimately, if you're the only person in the car, you would still ultimately have control. Like you could take over if you needed yeah. to, that sort of thing. Do you sit in, would you sit in the back or you sit in the passenger? Uh, at first, I would imagine you would sit in the driver's seat. If I remember correctly, uh, in Minority Report, uh, which was a Tom <laughs> Cruise, Steven Spielberg movie. Circa. Yeah, 19. it was. Uh, <laughs> no, was it 2000? I don't know. 2002, 2004, maybe. But the idea was that uh, the car is under your control until you get on the highway, oh. in which case the seat kind of goes backwards. And I'm illustrating this oh. the microphone. And then the car takes over. Okay. So every every car on the highway okay. Okay. is driverless. Okay. So that so way, it you know, it basically guarantees safety. That makes me feel more comfortable. And it seems like very Night Rider-ish. Yeah. Which, I mean... So you're looking for talking car, I turbo boost, yes, yes. the whole nine yards. Yes, I would love that. Okay. Mu muscle car, muscle car. So driverless muscle cars... That talk. That solve crime. And talk, yes. And talk, okay. And it's kind of like my buddy. I felt like Kit, Kit was his buddy. Oh, yeah. No, they were good friends. Yeah. Yeah. I think they go way back. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> All right. So how about Cassini? Oh, uh, I don't know. I mean, like, the pictures are, are awesome, right? Yeah. yeah. But, so, yeah, yeah, mice. Mice on Cassini, yeah. yeah. So, uh, it uh, came to an end yeah, on Friday morning, sad. early Friday morning. 
Uh, but do you know why they decided to crash it rather than just leave it out there? No, I don't. So please tell me. Yeah, so it was really interesting because a couple of the moons, so Neptune, I didn't realize, has like a ton of moons. And so, yeah, so it's got the rings. It's got a bunch of moons. And several of them have atmospheres. Okay. And so what they were concerned about is if there's stuff developing uh, or something happening on one of these moons, if Cassini were to crash into it, it might affect how things go. So rather than do that, have it burn up in Neptune's atmosphere so it can't affect anything. Well, I imagine they did a lot of research. I mean, it is, you know, like NASA and stuff. So, I mean, I think they probably... Did some research on why they should do that. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was great. I yeah. thought it was very Star Trek-y. Like, you can't affect potential civilizations, yeah. so just yeah. crash your ship instead. Uh, cursive. Writing in cursive. Oh, mice. Oh, okay. I, uh, me writing in cursive. Everybody writing in cursive. Everybody. So states are starting to teach it again or required yeah. to teach it again. Yeah. I like it. I think it's very pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that, uh, yeah. Kids need to learn cursive. Kids out oh, there, adults, if you're listening. Yeah. Adults, not so much. <laughs> it's too late for you, but kids, <laughs> cursive. Kids, you got to learn cursive. Because how else are you going to input your destination in the driverless car exactly. if you don't know cursive? Exactly. Well, Because yeah. Kit only talk. speaks in cursive. <laughs> I don't know if people realize that. Oh, no. <laughs> Leah, of mice or of men, sandwiches. Oh, definitely mice. Yeah. Sandwiches are like plus, 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 plus for me. Your, what is your favorite sandwich to make for yourself? And then what is uh, a favorite sandwich here in Orlando? I think that I am an all around in favor of a melt of any kind. Okay. So I love things melted tuna melt. So a nice Cuban sandwich, mm, potentially. Cuban sandwiches yeah. are good. So what about making for yourself? I would. I go home and I melt like a chicken oh, salad melt, gotcha, a tuna gotcha. melt, um, whatever I can find. I melt it. It's like whatever you can find. Yeah, whatever's you melt in it. the. Whenever I'm hungry, and there, I go to my refrigerator. I think I want a sandwich. What's in You're there? Frying that Let's up. melt it. Yeah. Let's melt it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Put some cheese on there. We always have like cheese. Let's melt it. Let's Open melt it. face, closed face, either way, I'm good. I feel like we should start a, a sandwich place and the tagline should be, let's melt it. <laughs> let's melt it. Yeah. Does it melt? Yes. Let's try. Let's do this. Let's yeah. do this. Yeah. And that, I'm like, I'm like um, giving you all these bad business ideas. Yeah, I love it. So you're a big fan <laughs> of, do you ever go to Beefy King then? I have been to Beefy King. I like it. I haven't been there recently. I saw that their sign came off. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they're putting it back up. There. But um, yeah, so they melt the cheese mm-hmm. on it, but they yes. steam melt yes, it. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah. I'm down with that. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. How about the beach? The beach? Oh, definitely mice. I like the beach a lot. Oh, you do? Okay. Mm-hmm. I do. I My husband likes to surf, so we go out to the beach. We usually go to Playa Linda or Coco. Uh, I have a setup, though. We have a, a tent. Mm-hmm. And chairs mm-hmm. and coolers and that kind of thing. So basically, all the comforts of home. Basically, yeah. And yeah. I don't actually uh, like to get in the water. I just like to sit on the beach. So, what about <laughs> the beach? Do you like? <laughs> I suppose I like being by the water. Okay, being water adjacent. Mm-hmm. Okay, looking at the water. Uh huh. I mean, if it's really hot, I'll go in for sure. But. For the most part, I kind of. But you're not happy about it. 
I don't mind it, but for the most part, I'm just kind of like hanging out in my tent, reading. Sometimes I bring my ukulele, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So you're at the beach mm-hmm. in a tent, mm-hmm. <laughs> reading mm-hmm. with a cooler yes. <laughs> in a chair yes. that you brought. Yes. And so we're saying mice on this. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. I'm gonna... I like the smell of the beach. I uh, like to look at the water. Oh, know, you like seems... to know it's there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. You like to confirm that it's <laughs> yeah. still uh, 100% there. Okay. How about tiny houses? Because maybe if you had just brought the tiny house to the beach, you would have been fine. <laughs> Basically. Then I'm going to say mice because, you know, I'm... Uh, uh, I'm down with that because, you know, if you can kind of minimize, that's cool. Sure. Have a smaller footprint and not have so yeah. much stuff. I and, do like that, having a smaller yeah. footprint for sure. Yeah. Uh, I know that people are like kind of obsessed with it. I'm not obsessed with it, but I'll give it a mice. So I, I think what happens and the studies are starting to show that people get this idea in their head that they need to simplify. And the easiest way to do that is to force themselves to. <laughs> By moving into a space a that's super house. tiny. Yeah. And they may not be uh, all that great for people in terms of doing it that way. Like yeah. maybe, a, it, maybe a better thing would be just to simplify your life <laughs> in the current house the that current you have. House, yeah. And then if you have an extra room laying around, do an Airbnb. Yeah. Why not? Why not? I mean, other than the reasons you wouldn't want to do that. So last question, uh, the dessert cobbler. Mice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm totally into cobbler. Uh, do you prefer it over pie, or do you like pie better? Well, oh, ooh. Uh, ah, I'm a big, ah. I'm like really, if you were to say cake, cobbler, I would definitely go cobbler. Okay. Oh, that's a tough one. I like both pie and cobbler. Very similar. But um, in this instance, I would pick cobbler because I feel like there's not as much access to cobbler as there is to it's pie. It's rarer, and it's better for breakfast. I think pie for breakfast sounds... Like, it's a bit much, hmm. um, like a sushi breakfast burrito, <laughs> but cobbler for breakfast, that's that sounds okay. that sounds right. Mm. That mm. sounds that sounds correct. Well, I grew up in Titusville, and we had a place called, um, it was, a, it, it, they made cobbler, basically. Yeah. And it was delicious, so I'm like, it's like got a special place in my heart. Cobbler means home. Cobbler means home, <laughs> as it always does. All right, one last question. Sorry, I said one last question before, and now I'm actually saying it. So these are questions from past guests. Would Ooh. you like pink or green? Those are like two of my favorite colors. It's tough. Oh, okay. But I'll go with pink. Okay. Uh, Leah, this is a question from a past guest. How do you explain all the timeline inconsistencies in the X-Men movies? Oh, golly. I'm not like a super big X-Men fan. That's okay. So there's a lot of timeline consistencies because what you have is different creators, right. different writers coming in and, you know, they go back in time, they go forward in time, they're doing right, right, prequels. Right. So how would you explain it? I think that just when you have that much power and the ability to, you know, uh, control minds and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that it's just something that happens, right. you know, it just... You, you can't really, it, you just kind of have to accept it. There's no real why or, you know, how. It's just, you like, almost like robotically, you have to be like, this is this is how X-Men life is. <laughs> this is how X-Men <laughs> life is. I love that. Yeah. That's what you have to do. Look, guys, just shrug and go, X-Men life, yo. <laughs> exactly. Yep. 
I'm, I'm with it. Well, thank you so much. I feel like I know you a lot better now. <laughs> I appreciate that. And uh, so let's listen to a song. We're going to hear from KOKO with Float. Nice. And that's on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You are listening to a certain degree. KOKO on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was Float from their album, Float. Good morning. My name is Nick. Uh, This is To a Certain Degree. You're listening to a certain degree. Online only version of To a Certain Degree as WPRK figures out what to do about its antenna situation. Thank you so, so much, Hurricane Irma. Jerk. Uh, I'm just kidding. Hurricane Irma is fine. Uh, but my special guest, yeah, my special guest today is Leah Nash. Hi. Fellow DJ here at yeah. WPRK. Rollins grad. Yes. Uh, a lot of UCF grads. So yes. fellow, actually, I did the opposite. I did my undergrad at UCF and I did my graduate Very program nice. here. We're like twinsies. So, yes, we are ships crossing in the night. So I always request... Uh, pictures uh-huh. from people so yeah. that I can have something to put up on my social mediums to promote the show and everything. And you sent me, I think, approximately 175 <laughs> pictures. I like taking pictures. No, I no, like no it's good. It's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm lucky to get one or two usually from the guests. So I'll take 175 each time. But what was neat about it is it was you in a bunch of different settings. Yeah. And it's not like it was, uh, you know, it's not bragging. It's like, this is who I am. This is, yeah. yeah. So here I am, you know, playing ukulele. Here I am at the Cardboard Art Festival. Here I am doing all these things. And so how do you find the time to do all that stuff? And what's the inspiration? What's the impetus for kind of, you know, this is something that I might be interested in. Let me go in this direction now. I'm going to talk about that first because I didn't used to be like that. I used to be this person that got a nice bottle of perfume and let it sit on my table and have dust on it and barely ever use it or only wear a certain dress for a certain occasion. Mm -hmm. But uh, in 2000, well, actually in 2002, I had like a a health blip where my immune system basically started attacking my body. It started with a cold and then I got a, uh, got the, not the, well, I guess the flu. And you wrote about this Mm -hmm. on Medium. I'll link to it on my site. But uh, what I found really interesting in that too is that you, you rarely got sick. I rarely got sick. I, I never like missed school. I never missed class. The only time I ever missed class is when I felt hungover. <laughs> sure, as we all do sometimes. But it was so that, you know, some people might hear that and go, oh, well, you know, you got sick for a little longer than usual. It was like you got sick for the I first got, time. Yeah, and really, it really out. sick for like six months and it was bad. It was like I had uh, fluid in my lungs. I had a liter of fluid on each of my lungs. I had trouble walking from my parking lot at work to my office. Uh, I was actually, actually had renal failure, which was the most shocking thing for me to look down at your diagnosis from your doctor and see that. So uh, I was diagnosed with some things like lupus, but eventually undiagnosed. Um, and I got better just, we, we actually don't even know how I got better. I kept seeing doctors and then um, I got on some medications and eventually my body just kind of repaired itself. But for me, that was like a, 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 a wake, wake up, up call, call. Yeah. yeah, to say you know what life life. And at that time, I was in my twenties, so 
I thought life is short. If I don't do the things that I want to do, I'm never going to be able to do them. And I used to, you know, you go out with your friends and we, you have a really good time and stuff. And you say, hey, I love hanging out with you. Let's do this again. And then you never put it on the calendar. At that time, I said, if I want to hang out with you, let's let's put it on the calendar. Let's make a commitment let's to do this. Let's make this happen. Yeah. So uh, I started making like those real commitments to my friends and my family. So quality time became a, a really important aspect for me in my life. And then in 2008, I was, you know, I was fine for almost a decade. In 2008, I was diagnosed with a very rare disease called myasthenia gravis, which is also autoimmune. And say it one more time. Myasthenia gravis. Myasthenia gravis. Yeah. Or MG. MG. Right. So when they diagnosed me with it, I, I was kind of the same way. I was like, say Say that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's because uh, it's. Like uh, I think it's something like fifty in a million people. Right. Yeah. So it's it's incredibly it is really, rare. Really, really yeah. rare. Uh, and it affected my speech. It affected, um, you know, because it affects the upper half of your body. Your immune system is attacking the muscles in your upper half of your body. So I wasn't able to smile. So things that I love to do: smile and yeah. laugh. And people knew me for were kind of taken away from me. So that made me, again, another wake-up call. Does this come and go, or does it? Is it always kind of you're aware of it? Uh, so there is no like cure. Light? Yeah, there's no cure for MG. So I'm actually stable now because I'm on medication. If I'm not on medication, I wouldn't be able to sit here and talk to you right now. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I would have trouble talking. I sounded like Elmer Fudd. I, my eyes would be droopy. I wouldn't be able to eat, that kind of thing. So, so you had a double wake up call, essentially. Yeah, two of them. Yeah. 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 So after waking up and then thinking, oh, I got to do all this stuff. Not got to, but wanting to do all this stuff. I had a, another one. So I kind of felt like life was like, you know what, Leah, if you want to do something, just go out and do it. So now if I, feel interested in something or if I have an inkling to do anything, mm -hmm. I do the research and I kind of see if let's, let's try it. Why not? What's the biggie? So let me ask you this. How do you, cause I think there's people in a situation where they do want to try new stuff mm -hmm. and whether they need that wake up call or not, but there's still an intimidation factor mm -hmm. of starting it. Yeah. For sure. Right. So how do you find the motivation to get started and then how do you keep with it? I think once you do something like that, you get a little bit addicted to it. So for me, because I think I'm a little, I get interested in so many different things mm -hmm. uh, that I, I kind of jump back and forth between things. But someone else like you or someone else might think I'm really interested in sculpting and then get very passionate about sculpting. And that might be your thing. I just happen to be this person that as a... <laughs> A crazy attention span where I do tons of other things. Uh, so, but it, it is intimidating to get out there and do it. Um, it. It's scary for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's, I, I mean, for me, uh, and I'll use improv as an example. Mm -hmm. So that's the idea behind improv is that you're learning yes, how sir. to fail yes, and how to, yeah, how to continue a story mm -hmm. and how to trust somebody to help you tell a story that's worth telling and all yeah. those things. Um, and it's a very intimidating process. Uh, so how would you, uh, if there's any other recommendations you would have for somebody kind of like starting out on something like that? Because the, the thing we hate to do the most is fail. Right. The thing we hate to do the most is embarrass or right. feel like yeah. we're going to be embarrassed. You know what? I would say just do it because people are much kinder than 
you think they are. I think we're a little bit harder on ourselves yep. than anybody else. So when I go out there and I do something, you know, sometimes I um, have an idea to do something and, and my husband or my friends look at me and I tell them about it and they're like, okay, Leah. And then I do it and they're like, you know what? That turned out pretty cool. Uh, and Or they say, I wish I had done that. Or can I do that with you next year? I kind of, you know, hopefully, I don't know. I, I guess sometimes it might inspire people to go ahead and do their own thing. Yeah. But I would say just do it because one, people are kind. And two, uh, people don't really care as much about you sometimes as you think they do. They're, they're, <laughs> uh, they're probably worried more about themselves yeah, than so they are like, about what you're doing. It's like no biggie. And if you fail, you fail. It's really, it's, you put it, it's your choice to put it out there or not. I happen mm -hmm. to put it out there a lot, but if you feel like it didn't work out for you, then it's your own little secret. You don't have to worry about it. I think it's interesting too, because I felt like, you know, uh, reading a lot of books, you read a lot of sort of, especially fiction, you mm -hmm. read a lot of these uh, hero uh, or whoever the protagonist is mm -hmm. has some sort of watershed moment. Uh -huh. And then they're out there, uh, oh, I have to do this now or have to... Yeah. You know, and I, I felt like I kept waiting for mine. So, uh, oh, it'll be when I turn 30 mm -hmm. or it'll be when I turn 40 mm -hmm. or it'll be when uh, I have my first child or, you know, those sorts yeah. of things. And it's like, you know, sometimes you're not going to have right. that watershed moment. You just have to figure out the motivation yeah. anyway. I totally agree with you. Uh, like you said, it might not come. And maybe your your moment is doing that thing that you've always wanted to do. Yeah. You know, a lot of times people say, you know, I have a show here on WPRK too. And they said, why are you doing that? And I said, I went to a Rollins event and someone said, told me they were a jock and they said, you should do that. And I said, okay. So <laughs> I just applied and did it because I thought that would be something fun to do. Mm -hmm. So I think you just kind of, if you have the inspiration or the desire to do something, just do it. It's, it's, it's okay. I mean, it's, well, it doesn't really hurt. And I think for me, uh, coming on the radio, it's sort of the background that I have. I kind of fell in love with it over at UCF and yeah. I was working there, but I really liked the music part of it. Yeah. I didn't really necessarily like talking to people. Oh, so really? what I, when I started this show uh, in this format, I was like, you know what? I don't like networking. I don't <laughs> like going up and cold calling or meeting strangers yeah. and stuff like that. So let me invite people in here, have a structure for it. Yeah. But then get better at, you know, yeah. talking to people, basically. Yeah. And now I feel like I'm about 50% of the way there. Oh, I mean, you're you can a see, pro. You're I can, a pro. I can talk to just about anybody. Yeah, you can talk to me. And I'm like... Pfft. Yeah, you're like... I'm like so hard to talk to. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I'm really, really pushing it. Sure. So what about finding the time or balancing the time? Because you're, you're married. Yes. You have other responsibilities. Yes. You have a job. I have a job. So how would you recommend uh, or how would you suggest to people how they might balance this stuff out? Because that's the other. So you're always making excuses in your head, right? You get home, you put your stuff down, you take your shoes off, you take your pants off and you're you like, your I'm not moving. On. Yeah. I'm not moving. And so uh, what kind of recommendation would you have for people trying to balance all this stuff? I think that is 
that's a really good question because it is really, really hard. And I know people, you know, I know that feeling. You get home from work, you kind of spend. Pants come off. The, yeah. I don't know why t- I'm focused on that, but that's a big part of it for <laughs> me. It's daily time. Uh, yeah. But I would say if there's something you really want to do, you, you make the time to do it. Like I said before, if you really want to hang out with your friends or your family, you make the time to do it. You put yeah. it on your calendar. It's about prioritizing. And you know what? Don't. The other thing on the other side of that is is don't don't get too hung up on it if you don't get it done. It's okay. There's really no shoulds out there. You know, it's it's something you're doing for your fun. Right. So if you if you don't get to it this week, it's okay, but you know, make a plan to do it. Just kind of maybe if you're not doing it or whatever it is that you want to do, take up drawing and something, you you read about it a little bit or you read a couple articles about it and then maybe you'll get inspired to do it. Uh, so that's actually some really good advice. So first of all, you're probably not going to be that great at it. So don't lose right. hope yeah. immediately just because you're not the best. Right. Uh, and then secondly, you know, just do it on your own time. Don't right. push yourself to have these unrealistic schedules. And third, you may not end up liking it. Right. Absolutely. Don't and worry that's about why it. it's fun. And it's like, yeah. uh, I thought mm-hmm. I'd really love to draw, but guess what? I hate it. Oh, well, no big deal. Yeah. Go do something else. Also, you know, another thing I do is I research the stuff that I want to do. Like, I, I kind of look at what other people are doing and I think, oh, you know, it, it causes, you know, it makes me look for inspiration. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Well, let's play a quick song. Uh, we're going to hear Helena Larson with Fires and French Horns, which I thought was a good idea for, you know, right after talking about what we talked about, because you could always learn more about fire. Yeah. And French horns. Now and I want to play horns. the French horn. Okay. And I'm going to set a fire. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Helena Larson on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. My guest this morning, Leah Nash. Helena Larson on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. Fires and French horns from the album of the same name. I don't know why I just did that in my William Shatner voice, but uh, I'm here with Leah Nash. My name is Nick. This is to a certain degree. We do this every Monday from 7 to 9 a.m., usually on the FM dial, but this week only online because our antenna uh, didn't quite tump over, but was in a precarious position thanks to Hurricane Irma. So they took I, it down. I like to say Germa. Germa. Because you're angry. Yeah. What, how long did you have power for uh, the whole thing, or did you lose it? We lost it for about 23 hours, so we were, we okay. were fine. So we were, about how many hours exactly? 23. 23. Just under a full day. So 22 <laughs> mi- hours and 59 minutes, or <laughs> just about 23 hours and four <laughs> minutes? exactly, almost. Oh, okay, okay. On the dot, you were timing it. I like that. <laughs> I like that very much. My guest today, Leah Nash, uh, who does a number of different things, and we'll get to a lot of them uh, coming up, but we're running low on time. But I did want to talk to you before we go to a break, and uh, Bad Business Ideas, second hour of To a Certain Degree, Bad Business Ideas coming up. Uh, Talk to you a little bit about college. And so you ended up, did you come right to Rollins out of high school? I did not. I went to Nashville, which... Now I'm Leah Nash, which I think is funny. Oh, that is funny. But I went to Nashville and I went to Vanderbilt for one year. Okay. And I actually met a lot of really fun people there and I enjoyed it, but I was a little homesick. So I came because I'm from Florida. 
So you were you grew up in Titusville? I grew up in Titusville, the East Coast. Okay. Then I went to Nashville for a year, and then I came back and I lived in Winter Park and went to Rollins my sophomore through se- and graduated here in 2000. Okay. And you did the regular, the the college liberal arts, it's called now, yes. the day program, I if did you will. the day program, and I majored in anthropology and minored in communications. Okay. And then you ended up over at UCF? I did, and I got my master's degree in communications there. So you went directly from undergrad to grad? I did. Yeah. So did you have a break in there? I know you were working. Mm-hmm. I did not. I actually started the, I graduated in May of 2000. And I started my grad program that summer and then I finished it um, in a year and a half. So having uh, a few years under your belt now mm-hmm. and a few different career mm-hmm. uh, uh, directions. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've, you've worked for yourself, you've done freelance, you still do that as yeah, far as an yeah. agency goes uh-huh. and a consultancy yeah. and you've worked for other organizations, mm-hmm. mainly in the nonprofit space. Yep. What would you have done differently and what would you tell students now, maybe coming out of high school and then just finishing up their bachelor's degree? Yeah. Okay. Let's see here. Coming out of high school, I would say, uh, you know, like don't sweat it. You know, college is about learning uh, you don't have to pick your degree your freshman year. Have fun and learn about what you want to learn about. I would also, if I could actually go back, yeah, I would do more studying abroad. At least one semester of studying abroad. Oh, okay. I would you didn't get a chance that. to study abroad. I didn't do it. I was uh, really into uh, my boyfriend, who's my husband at the time. I mean, my boyfriend at the time, my husband now, and uh, I was working. And I like I like to work, so but I wish I had done at least one study one semester of studying abroad. Okay. And then another thing that I would do is I would I wish I had minored at least or even maybe even majored in a foreign language. Ah, okay. Anything in particular or just for that perspective? Sort of like the same idea of studying abroad is to give you a different perspective on the world and give you a different perspective on yourself. Multiple reasons. I think I think it would be helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, just like in today's day and age, we're so global now. It would be helpful to have another language under my belt. So you're not talking about studying Latin or something like that? No, yeah. I wanted to like a speaking language. Okay. Although I did do Latin in high school and I did find that helpful. Mm-hmm. So, but I... Um, would like to have major or minor in a language so that I could speak it fluently. Uh, I think also kind of like from a cultural perspective, it would be interesting to like fully get into a culture. Got it. And then on the other side of that is, you know, the sort of the no break uh, between your bachelor's degree and your master's degree. Would you do that again or and or? What kind of advice would you give somebody who's thinking about making that switch or maybe is going to be there soon? Well, it's tough because when I, I will tell you this, when I graduated from my graduate degree and I started looking for work, nobody would hire me because they all thought, because I was applying for entry level positions, but then they saw I had a graduate degree and they said, well, we don't want to hire you because we know you, we don't think you're going to stay. Oh, so they felt like you were overqualified. Mm-hmm. Which, but I wasn't because I didn't have like actual work experience under my belt. But then I would, you know, even if I tried for higher level jobs, they wouldn't hire me either. Because you didn't have the experience. Because I didn't actually have any experience. So it was a little bit frustrating in that point. Um, but I would say, I don't know if I would go back for my graduate degree if I had taken a break. 
Oh, yeah, because you would have been working full time. You right. would have been in this position where you're you're living. Right. 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 Like going back is a big commitment and yeah. doing all those things. And you were a full-time master's student? Is that how it worked? Yes, I was full-time master's, but I was okay. also working part-time. Right, right, of course. Yeah, put yourself through school and all that. So, yeah, it's an interesting conundrum for, I think, a it lot of students is, right now. It is, and, but but now that I'm in my 30s, late 30s, uh, there's a lot of times when I think, I want to go back to school now. So, like, I kind of feel like eventually, I, even if I hadn't gotten my graduate degree then, I would have gone back and for some sort of additional schooling okay so then commit to it would you <laughs> recommend i'm the worst at this <laughs> would you recommend someone going back and getting their master's after a few years of going out and working based think, on your experience okay i think that's my final answer okay very good do you want to phone a friend <laughs> That right. would be my final answer. All right. So we've got that. Thank you very much, Leah. So that is the first hour flew by. You're a pleasure and a delight to speak with. Eight o'clock. Yeah. So we're going to hear a couple of messages. We're going to hear a song. And then we've got, we're going to talk about uh, music. We're nice. going to do bad business ideas. Nice. We're going to get into the uh, Hemophilia Foundation. Nice. We're going to talk about some of the other things we need to plug, including your show on Thursday mornings here Yay. on WPRK. From 9 to 10 a.m. And, uh, yeah. And, whoa, we've got a pop quiz. That always <gasps> makes people feel good about themselves okay. early in the morning. Uh, I'm sure you'll be fine. You'll be fine. I'll just be judging you, as will everybody <laughs> listening. Not only now, but in the future in the podcast version <laughs> of the show. It's, it's, um, well, yeah, on the podcast. You can listen to it anytime. Yep. And so this will be a podcast, uh, if you're listening right now, uh, later this week. And you can listen to it, uh, if you don't know, at com. So thank you, Leah, and we're going to hit some stuff and then do some things, and we'll be right back on To a Certain Degree. The Watson Twins on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. That was You and Me from the album Talking to You, Talking to Me. So I think that works out really it's well. like you talking to me. And I am talking, talking to you. you. Whoa. This is crazy. Oh, my gosh. You just blew my mind. X, what are we? X Men Life. <laughs> yes, this that is. is life. <laughs> that's the that's the X Men explanation. The explanation. <laughs> and you're listening to a certain degree. This is uh, WPRK Winter Park, Florida. My name is Nick. I'm here with Leah Nash, fellow DJ, Hi. fellow human, fellow person, Orlandoan. I agree with all of those. Great, uh, but you know. You may not agree with any of these because you know what time it is. Bad business ideas. It's time to be just one. It's gonna be totally legal. We hope it won't hurt anyone. So come on, have some fun. Yes, bad business ideas. I like to tell people that bad business ideas are like nostrils. They have unruly hair and you can only use one at a time <laughs> so before we get to your choice of bad business ideas and i have three this week oh, mm -hmm. i want to run a potential yeah, idea behind uh, by you but behind you i want to run a potential idea behind you so you can't see it oh i was hoping it would be in front of me so okay in front of you that's fine based on what you've told me and what i've learned about you on the internet uh, you have a very you're very active in your pursuit of happiness you try a lot of new things we were yeah, just talking yeah, about totally. it a little while ago 
So I, you know, when we talked about improv and so one of the things is you have to, you have to get over this feeling of being scared. You have to, you have to be comfortable with saying yes. Yes. Because normally people say no. It's like, oh, I don't want to try something new. I don't want to do anything. Uh, so how do we get people to say yes more often? Again, this is not necessarily uh, uh, the bad business idea. I'm just wondering if mm -hmm. this could be a bad business idea. Mm -hmm. So on the count of three, let's say our answers. How do we get people to say yes more often? Let's say our answers at the same time and see if we're on the same page. See how close we are on the same page. Okay, so we'll go one, two, three, and then say what we think will get people to say yes more often. Okay, one, two, three, Kittens. shock collars. I feel like we're very close. I feel like we're very close. So your idea is to bribe people to try new things with kittens? Use it. I mean, kittens are powerful. So I feel like use them. That's true. In any way you, that they're willing to be used. I was feeling more like a, um, you remember the movie Roxanne with Steve Martin? Yeah. Where he's kind of listening in on the conversation. Yeah. And so you would have that kind of person in your ear looking for opportunities with uh, things around you. So you're, Leah, you're walking around right. and let's say uh, somebody asks you about, oh, I just saw this, uh, this event is going on this weekend and uh, do you want to go with me? And of course, again, your reaction would mm -hmm. be to say no, mm -hmm. but this person will be listening and then shock you. That's and your, then, that's your idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So shock oh, collars. Shock collars. I don't know. I think kittens would like, like I picture us walking down the road and I'm like, hey, Nick, want to go to this event with me? And you're like, mm, and then I pull out a kitten and you're like, yes. Yeah, I think it, it, equal. Equal. <laughs> I think they're both good. All right. Leah, may I call you Leah? Yeah, of course. Great. Hurricane Irma. Irma. She, she was the worst. Yeah, so worse. I have three bad business post hurricane ideas. So driving through any neighborhood right now, what are you seeing at the curb? Debris. Yes. And the city and county are doing a great job with the cleanup, but it's going to take a while. And eventually we'll have these unsightly brown patches until it all grows back, right? Right. Wrong. <laughs> because our new company, you know what? Let's say it at the same time. Oh, okay. What is our new company going to do to get rid of the dead grass and make it look alive again? All right. One two, three, shoot fiberglass at it. Kittens. Okay. <laughs> You're very... I'm focused. Uh, I'm eventually going to get to one where kittens is the answer. <laughs> Our new company, Glass Grass, we can stop at your house once the yard waste has been taken away and fill in the brown spots with green fiberglass. It's super easy. They're fiberglass guns. Basically, there's a spool of fiber... And it's glass, mm -hmm. and it goes into this gun, and it chops it up, it heats it up, it shoots it out, and it sticks. Okay. So all we really need to do from a technology standpoint, and this would be all on you, obviously, since you're the one who's choosing the business, you also have to run with the business oh, once golly. you make a choice. And uh, you have to figure out, you know, how to get some green dye in there. Okay. To make it look green, because it can't just be clear. Right. And maybe it has a fresh cut grass scent. Right. And you have to convince people that it's safe, and you also have to stay one head, one step ahead of code enforcement and the police, because this would be super dangerous. Right. Fiberglass right, 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 all over right, your yard. Yes. It's not good to I breathe. Like 
The, it's not good to touch. The children. Would the not, kittens would not do well kittens, with it. The kids, the kittens, everybody. Just but knows. you would appear to have a green uh, lawn. Which would, I mean, that's like the most important thing. Correct. Hmm. Okay, so that's right, option all right, all right. number one. Glass, we, said we call it glass grass? Glass grass. Okay, gotcha. Because it rhymes. Okay, I like that. Though. Oh, well, rhyming is the best thing that's Basically. ever happened. All right, second, a uh, lot of people still without power. And you can stay with a friend or you could stay somewhere else, but really you want to be near your home. You want to be near your stuff. You feel comfortable there. Uh, unfortunately, it's just super hot. But even though it's super hot, it's still home. Right. You want to be there. You were without power for about 23 hours. Same On here. You know, I was without power for a few days. Hmm. Uh, it was tough. And, you know, I had to throw away a bunch of stuff and all of that. Now, at first, what I was thinking we wanted to do is deliver a micro house, a tiny house, maybe even smaller, almost like a pod. And it would have everything that you need. You could sit in your driveway. You could live in your driveway. Okay. While you're waiting for your house to get power back. Okay. Now, uh, unfortunately, these are very expensive. Oh, okay. We need to get even smaller. How do you get even smaller? Make somebody feel comfortable in a hot house. So, again, here we go. One, two, oh. three. Oh, man. Wearable environments. Kitten. Okay, very good. Our new company. <laughs> I can't think of <laughs> Our new company, Enchant Suits, will provide several styles and levels of jumpsuits that help you survive oh, until power again? is Enchant Suits. Enchant Suits. Okay. Uh, there are a ton of options. So, first off, there might be a romper that you could wear that actually has... Uh, hoses uh, sewed into it. Okay. So you hook it up to your hose, you put the water through, and it just squirts away the heat. Water or like air? Uh, water, because it would be easier to get water. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're, hopefully your water's still working. You can hook your hose up to it. Okay. And basically what it would do, just like an elephant uh, with its ears. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but that's how an elephant cools itself off. <sighs> sends bloods to its ears flaps its ears around and the blood goes back oh, in, I didn't know that. cooling it off. Yeah, I may have just made that up. Uh, but the water would come in, it would heat up, and then you would just swish okay. it out. It would replace it with cold water. All right. And it's a romper, so it would look cool. Right. Like dudes and, dudes in rompers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So hot. Yeah. And colors, like lots of different colors. Lots of different mm -hmm. colors. Now, we might have a more of a spacesuit, like a full body mm -hmm. environment that provides you with everything. Not only cools you, mm -hmm. like has uh, air conditioning, you can walk around and do all that mm -hmm. stuff. You, you don't mean, necessarily want to be attached looked, to it. He actually did like a robot thing when he yeah, said that. Yeah, that's like, what I'm assuming yeah. is, you know, you're wearing a spacesuit. You're going to kind of walk like a robot. Uh, it could actually provide food and sustenance. Oh, so because so you're wearing it. A helmet. 24-7. Yeah. Helmet. Yeah. And it recycles waste, which I think is important. <laughs> you're home, maybe drinking pee, but it's not hot. <laughs> Enchant suits. So that's enchant, enchant suits. suits. We have glass, grass, uh -huh. enchant suits. Okay. Yep. What's and, number three? Okay. Last but not least, there are a number of people, even though uh, we've just solved the heating problem or the power problem, uh, we haven't solved it yet because you still have to create these rompers. Mm -hmm. So again, mm -hmm. your responsibility to do all this. Uh, there are still some people who are going to be frustrated. Why still no power? And again, you have not invented enchant suits yet, so okay. I blame you for that. Mm. Many people I know who are still without power, pretty vocal on social media. Maybe you've mm -hmm. seen it. Uh, 
maybe a little bit angry angry and hot. And they're making a lot of noise, but unfortunately it can be easily ignored until now. (laughs) Okay. So let's see. Let's do one more. See if we're finally on the same page. Okay. So this is to help people who are without power. And I apologize. This is what I should have been doing the whole time. Uh, Just to sum it up real quick. People without power, they're upset. They're going to social media but they need a way to help voice their concerns a little bit better, a little bit more effectively. So let's see if we're finally on the same page with this. One, two, three, annoying drones. Close, it rhymed. (laughs) I feel like, okay, that's gonna be as close as we get. So you said megaphones, I said annoying drones. So our new company, Louder Than Words, will provide drones uh, with an advanced artificial intelligence that will act on your behalf. So you can have them roam your neighborhood looking for trucks. So if it's a uh, Duke Energy, Uh I'm not saying that they're bad, (laughs) but if it's Duke Energy, the drones would roam around looking for the trucks, go up to the trucks, and start announcing the address that they need to go to until they go there. Okay. They would do this incredibly loudly. Is it like high pitch too? Yeah. Oh, okay. Be yeah. super annoying. If this isn't enough, let's say it's not. Let's say uh, maybe the trucks come by, but still nothing's happening. You can send the drones to the power company's headquarters. It can follow key executive home, all while blaring your frustrations <laughs> with their response time, their customer service, and their communication style. So that's louder than words because what you're looking for is action. Right. Okay, so you have some choices. You have three wonderful hurricane-related choices set out before you. There's louder than words. Right. There's the basically annoying drones, hopefully to to help you get your power back, or if not, help you annoy somebody else that is involved with the power company. Because if you're in pain, someone else should be in pain. That's my understanding (laughs) of how life works. I think that's how I've lived my life to this point. Okay. Uh, there is Enchant Suit, so a number of different levels and styles that will allow you to stay home when it's hot, but cool you off. Okay. So maybe you could wear one at the beach because <laughs> of how much you like the beach. <laughs> Call back to that conversation. And then there's uh, Glass Grass. So what we would do is drive by, shoot your lawn with fiberglass that's painted green, could smell nice. Probably illegal and bad for the environment, yeah. but green grass. Right, right, right. Well, I have to not select glass grass. Okay. I'm a firm believer in safety first. Uh, this is not the segment for you then. <laughs> right. So <laughs> This is not a safety-related <laughs> right, so segment glass, at all. Glass grass, I, I feel not good for children or kittens. So. Correct. Okay. So I have it down to enchant suits and louder than words. Yep. I'm going to go with enchant suits. I felt like louder than words is not your style either. You're not a pain for pain, eye for eye kind of person. I try and be more positive than like go to the negative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I felt like, I know I said I didn't watch the Emmys, but I I kind of feel like fashion's a big part of the Emmys and that's like on everybody's mind because that's what everybody's thinking about and made me think... Their chance suits could bring joy to people. Basically, I just, said, I just said rompers and you were in. Right, basically, yeah. yeah. Okay, I understand that. If I want to convince somebody of something, I just say rompers. Rompers! Okay, <laughs> yeah, that was very exciting. Well, thank you very much for that. And uh, we have some other bad business ideas we can work on as well. But I'm glad you picked that one. Uh, I expect a business plan, let's say by tomorrow. 
Sure. And then we'll get them into, basically, we'll, we'll get them set up and into production for next hurricane season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want to beta test one of our rompers... You're if willing you to try it on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, I thought you were wanting to beta test it. Oh, I'm not. No, no, no. <laughs> I see a baby blue romper on you, yeah, I'm, This is getting really weird. Uh, and I'm less concerned about the romper so much as the potential for some sort of hose malfunction and the whole thing exploding Plus, on me. I'm not the most technical person in the world either, so well, it could... It could very easily backfire. Well, all over I mean, you. I, since you're also funding it, you're going to have to pay for somebody <laughs> True, to guess, do the I research and some scientists. I'm sure there's some fluid dynamics people out there that Aww. you can uh, connect with. All right. Very good. Well, thank you for that. We're going to hear from uh, Nicholas Jar with Just One Glance You, I think is the name of the song, with Just One Glance You. I'm going to have to find out about that because that doesn't sound right now that I read it out loud. And we're going to come back and talk about music with Leah Nash on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Thanks, Leah. Nicholas Jar on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. So that is, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on on the internet. It's either with just one glance or with just one glance you, which I think is neat if they, if that's the name of it. But Nicholas Jar is a, is a guy, he's from Chile and he's in New York now. And so on that song, you had a female vocalist that was actually Scout LaRue, the daughter of Bruce Willis and Demi Moore, provided the vocals for that song. Interesting, interesting. Good morning. My name is Nick. I'm here with Leah Nash, and we're talking about music. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Good. It's almost over. Yeah, what time is it? Oh, my gosh. That's not the reaction I wanted. (laughs) No, I don't want it to end. Oh, my goodness. Great. That's a test, by the way. If you're ever doing a radio show and you want to see, or a podcast or anything like that, and you want to see how people are feeling about it. So now I know. Now I have a very honest reaction from Leah. All right. So from 7 to 9 every week, I have a very special guest. Leah Nash is my very special guest. And I want to talk to you a little bit about music so the idea is that you have a radio show mm-hmm. of your own it's mainly interview yes uh but you do play some music to help you know break it up mm-hmm. and everything else and it's mainly new music yes so is that, is that your way of learning about new music and what's going on out there and that sort of thing uh, or is that your main uh, uh main way to learn about new music too I do learn a, a lot about new music here on WPRK, actually, because I listen to the station a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really enjoy that. There, the show after mine actually is like total new music. So that's it's called Picnic and it's uh, DJ Grape and he plays a lot of good music and he kind of tells us about it. But um, usually what I'm doing, my show is called Sitting Atop a Pile of Poop and the View is Spectacular. Uh, I usually have people come on and talk to me about what their poop is, meaning we all have stuff to deal with and how do we deal with it? So it could be from anything like I've had people come on who are music advocates and tell me what it's like to be a musician in Orlando um, to, you know, I have a guy who's going to come on and talk to me about being a tall guy. There's a lot of poop that goes on with that. (laughs) Yeah, less oxygen up there. (laughs) And then conversely, I'm going to tell him what it's like to be. A short, a short woman, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good so idea. I, so I anticipate that being very, very interesting. <laughs> so listening to the radio, how else do you consume music? Like, is it on a lot in the background you write? 
and I, you work? Yeah. Um, I listen to music a lot while I'm working. So, like, a lot of times when I'm in my office, I work for the Hemophilia Foundation of Greater Florida, doing fundraising and event planning for them. So, I listen to music a lot in uh, just kind of like my iTunes. I'm, I download a lot of... I actually... I love to download soundtracks. Mm -hmm. So when I'm listening to, when I'm watching a movie, a lot of times I'm very interested in the, the music and I end up downloading the soundtrack. That's interesting because a lot of people have said that when they're working, especially in a creative setting, mm -hmm. is they sometimes prefer to listen to music like soundtracks, mm -hmm. stuff without words oh, and really? stuff without too much up and down, huh. right? And so it helps kind of take care of the music part of the brain while mm -hmm. you're doing something else creative. Um, not necessarily for me. I just have my iTunes kind of on uh, on shuffle, mm -hmm. and it just kind of plays. She Siri plays what she wants. I have noticed lately because I I went to a Share concert a little bit ago, and Share gifted us all a CD. So I put that into my iTunes, and for some reason, Siri, my Siri loves Share. Oh, okay. So it's like all the time with Share. It'd so be I'm, interesting I'm if like, each series a little bit different. Yeah. Come she, on, mine's, Siri. Mine's a little sassy. Come on, Siri. Not so much, Cher. <laughs> and uh, so what about when you're writing? Because I, I think I mentioned this earlier, the two essays that I read of yours mm -hmm. on Medium. Yeah. Uh, music in the background, silence. How do you, what is your creative process like? When I'm writing? Yeah. Hmm. I think when I'm writing, I'm probably not listening to music because I'm up in my head figuring out what I'm going to be writing about. So even if music was playing, you wouldn't really hear it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when I'm writing, a lot of times I'm before I actually sit down and write and get mm -hmm. in front of my, um, cause I, I, some people like to like write, write, actually write handwritten, like cursive writing, like we were talking before, but yeah, I get in front of my computer and do my writing there, but I, uh, think about it a lot before I start writing. So I think about my topic a lot, or I think about, um, uh, what I want to be writing about before I actually sit down and write. So when I'm actually writing, there's probably no music going on. I'm just kind of up in my head. Got him. And then let's talk about the, and I believe this is how it's pronounced, the ukulele. <laughs> well, the, the pronunciation of a uh, is actually ukulele. Ukulele. Yeah. But I play the ukulele. Got it. I get it. <laughs> oh, boy. So when did you take uh, up that particular instrument? I started playing the ukulele a couple of years ago. I actually started taking classes at the Dr. Phillips Center, yep. which for me is kind of one of those things that we talked about in terms of creativity. I don't think I would have just gone to YouTube and learned how to play the ukulele on my own. I had to be in a space where I was going to a class with a teacher uh, and then I actually met people in my class. A girlfriend of mine did it with me and we had a ton of fun doing it. Uh, and then I kind of kept it up on my own. So, and my husband plays guitar. So it's kind of fun for us to play together and stuff like that. And the um, ukulele is, is small. So I can travel with her wherever I go. So, and what's nice about also doing the class is you feel some responsibility to right. continue with... Yeah. Uh, the the thing that you're doing. Right. Because you pay up front. Well, well, at least at yeah. the Dr. Phillips Center, you pay up yeah, front. Yeah, yeah. So even if it's there or wherever else you're going, you're paying a teacher to teach you. So you kind of feel like there's an investment there. So that's another thing with creativity. 
a lot of times you're investing money or even your time, which mm-hmm. is really, really valuable. Uh, so that's another reason just, you know, if you're going to do it, to, to do it. So you are also looking at, you're starting a band or you're thinking about starting a band, uh, ukulele <laughs> band? My girlfriend and I, Candace, uh, she also plays the ukulele, and we thought we would start a band called the Ukule- Ukuleles of the 80s, Ukuleles of the 80s, mm-hmm. and play only and what 80s kind music. of music would you play? 80s music, of course. Yeah, I think the synthesizer would sound good on the ukulele. <laughs> Actually, all on ukulele, so uh, we are not, we have no dates yet to play out there, but we are practicing. Oh, that's good. So what is going to be on your repertoire? What's the, what's <laughs> what's your encore song? Well, the first song I selected was uh, um, Flashdance. Okay, all right. That is something I'd like to hear on that. On the ukulele, ukulele, flash dance on the ukulele. So of course, of course. <laughs> uh, speaking of music, too, the Creative City Project mm-hmm. is coming up. Yes. So basically, downtown turns into yes. a number of different performers, a number of different things going on. It should be pretty interesting. But you actually have a, are you taking part in that? Yes, I have a piece that's being performed in the Creative City Project, which I'm very, very excited about. What happened was I took a class mm-hmm. through the Timaqua Arts Foundation. Um, and that's, uh, if you guys don't know about that, there's a place uh, right off of Summerlin called the Timaqua White House where they have free concerts. And they also have a lot of programming available. So they offered a free class at the Melrose Center, which I don't know. Have you ever been there? It's it's, a it's amazing. Pretty so awesome. The downtown place. library, yeah. part of the second floor, was turned into this really remarkable sort of creative space. Exactly. Um, that you can go to, you can get a membership in, essentially. Right. And then you can learn how to use all the different facilities there. Mm-hmm. And they have a bunch of classes and things like that. Yeah, yes. so they have audio and video and photography and all this stuff. So this was a class, uh, Timaqua was putting it on at Melrose yes. to learn how to compose? It was a composition class, yes. So I went to class thinking it was actually more about lyrics and creating music that way. Oh, okay. So, so you I went in thinking it was confused. one thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of those things, so... I went in and I thought, oh, this isn't what I was thinking at all. But I decided to stay. Okay. And I took the class. It was like, I think, I don't know, like two or three months. And I ended up composing a piece, an electronic piece, which I never, ever, ever thought I would ever do. I mean. Now, when you say an electronic piece, what does that mean exactly? It's kind of, it's like using uh, just different, different sounds. There's, okay. You know, it doesn't, ha- it doesn't really come from an instrument, but it's like different sounds. Like the sounds that I use in mine um, are pieces of like a typewriter. Um, there's a lion roar in it. There's all these different type of sounds that I put together. So it's almost like a soundscape kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And, uh, and then I decided to also add, uh, an electric viola overlay to it. So my friend Liz plays the electric viola. So the piece is an electronic, I composed an electronic piece with electric viola over it. And then there's also some lighting components to it. So, um, this piece will be presented at the Creative City Project on October 21st, right on Church Street. Um, I think my time is eight o'clock, around eight o'clock. And that's October 21st, basically downtown Orlando. Yes. Uh, sorry, I had to pull that up because I wasn't sure of the date, but thank you for affirming that. Yeah. 
More than a thousand artists and performers. So So a lot going on in one day. And it's really cool. I don't know if you've been there or not, but like uh, they've had aerial performers there. Mm -hmm. They've done a lot of things where they projected lights onto like different buildings. buildings. It's just a really creative, it's a creative city project. It's a perfect name for it. Yeah. And it's really cool that a lot of artists come together and and get together and do this. Um, And it's, Produced by, I think, um, I don't, his name is Cole. Cole Nesmith, yeah. I think, is his yeah. last name. Yeah. I'll have to have uh, him on sometime. Yeah. If you're listening, Cole. Come on to the show. Wow, that was subtle. <laughs> I like that. Or I creepy, like that creepy. a lot. Well, it's six of one, half dozen the other. Well, thank you for that. Uh, and so the the person that you you picked for your musician, like mm-hmm. who's your favorite? I ask everybody this. Some oh, people yeah. Have, yeah you know, sort of different answers. Some people don't like to pick. Yeah. And some people have a, okay, so this is the person I'm listening to right now. So Ingrid Michaelson for you, which I thought was interesting because I'd heard a couple of her songs and I was like, that's really good. It's the type of pop music that I like to listen to because there's a little, it's a little more layered than the, you know, the, the stuff that gets heavy radio play. So what was it about, and we'll hear uh, Afterlife here in a second. Oh, I love that song. Uh, what was it about that that you really liked? Well, I just really... Or what was it about her? Yeah, Sorry. I just really like her music. I like her lyrics. She also is a, a ukulele player, so that attracted me to her. Uh, so I kind of like her lyrics. I just kind of like her sound a lot. And um, I guess I'm just a real proponent and an advocate for, for women singers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My husband's always like, you always are just drawn to more like of a female tone. And I guess, I guess it's just where, I, where I'm drawn. Well, there's just so many of them compared to the number of bands that are led by men. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's, you know, about five to one women to men in terms of musicians. Probably. Yeah. It's so not. It's not at all. It's the opposite <laughs> of that. So, yeah, you really have to go out of your way to try to find that stuff. But, yeah, so we're going to hear from Ingrid Michaelson. This will be Afterlife okay. on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Ingrid Michaelson on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. It was a great song. I love that song. Yeah. I was telling you, Nick, on our, our you know, break that uh, she came after Pulse happened, you know, not this year, but last year. And I think she sang that song. It was It was just so meaningful to the audience so yeah it was yeah. very like it, it, it just hit struck a chord i can imagine it would yeah so obviously written before pulse happened right. and recorded before pulse happened but uh, a really good song and a very good fit for uh that timing i would imagine uh okay so switching from ingrid michelson although not really because this is going to be pop, pop culture. culture yep yeah and current event quiz This is ultimately how you're going to be remembered as a member of society, as a human, (laughs) as, uh, you know, a person on the earth. Is my face flushed? I feel like my face is Yeah. If it's not, it will be. Should I like throw some water on myself and like slap myself? Uh, Maybe. (laughs) Okay. Let's start with sports. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the Boston Red Sox and New York Yankees are a big baseball rivalry. Okay. So I'm just telling you that. And the Red Sox were recently fined for using what device to steal signs from the Yankees? So basically, when you're pitching, you tell the catcher, tells the pitcher uh, what to do. The coaches are telling the people on the base what to do. 
So the the Red Sox used some sort of device to steal those signs. Was it A, Apple Watches, B, Apple iPhone X facial recognition, or C, actual apples but with cameras <laughs> hidden inside? One, I'm so glad this is a multiple choice. Um, can we go with D, the louder than words annoying drones? Uh, no, we cannot. They did not use drones to do. It was actually Apple Watches. Really? So what they were okay. doing is somehow filming them. And the fine, the amount for the fine was undisclosed. But they said that it was all going to hurricane relief. Oh, so that was kind of well, cool. thank you then, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Thank you then, I suppose. Okay. So 0 for 1 so far. <laughs> Drug companies are always trying to find ways to keep their patents. So what they're supposed to do is after a certain amount of years, I think it's 12 years, uh, their patents become public and you can get generics of the particular drug. Okay. I think it's 12 years. So a company named Allergan or Allergen PLC may have found a new way around that uh -huh. so they can keep their patents longer. How are they planning to do this? Is it A, they're setting up labs in international waters, B, they're setting up labs in space, or C, they're transferring the rights to the patents to Native American tribes? Hmm. I'm going with A. Uh, setting up labs in international waters. They're actually transferring the rights to Native American tribes. So this drug giant said it will transfer the rights to a drug called Restasis, which is for uh, eye drops yeah, for dry eyes and stuff like that, uh, to the St. Regis Mohawk tribe. Mm. Uh, and so the idea is since it's a sovereign government, is they the patents would be there forever mm. and they license it back to the drug company. So, I think Big Pharma, I don't care for them, yeah. obviously. Uh, and so, when they do stuff like that. Uh, okay. So, uh, I'm not going to keep score anymore, but you're over for 2. <laughs> According to a study from Michigan State University, tackling a task that makes you anxious can be easier if you do what first? A, drink lots of coffee. <laughs> B, stress eat. Or C, write about your feelings. I'm going to go with C. That is correct. Yeah. So Although in, I do stress eat. Yeah. No, obviously. Yeah, that's what I do all the time, even when I'm not stressed. <laughs> uh, they So they took two groups of people. Uh, one group, uh, they basically told them they were going to have a pop quiz. And so they had half of the group uh, write about their you know anxiety about mm -hmm. doing this the night before uh, or right before they did it. And then they had the other group write about the day they had the day mm. before. And so, basically, same level of speed and accuracy in both groups, but the expressive writing group that was talking about the task that they would have to do and how stressed they were about it did better. Hmm. Interesting. They performed better So, therapeutic writing. We've therapeutic writing. That. And they were actually, just to add to that, they were actually measuring the brain. So, they were doing uh, the EEG uh, measurement while they were doing that. So, it's hmm. not just... How do you feel? <laughs> it's they were actually looking at so their there brains. Was some science involved. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to do uh, which one? This is a new segment. Oh. Which one? Ooh. On this day in 1971, cup noodle is sold in waterproof polystyrene containers for the first time. Okay. Also on this day, also in 1971, Lance Armstrong is born. Okay. Which one? Which one? Yep. The noodles. No. <laughs> Is it the noodles? No, it's whichever one you want. Oh, which one do I want? Yeah, no, which one is which one? 
Oh, I saw him. Yeah, which one? Which one? Yeah. The noodles. Okay, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was the extent oh, of the question. Okay. I, I may keep that. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> uh, finally, let's talk about Orlando. Orlando's been invited to submit a proposal to host a second Amazon headquarters yeah. facility. You heard about that. So we're just submitting a proposal. Everybody else is too. Sure. The City Beautiful is a finalist for another major tech initiative. Can you name it? Is it A, the first emoji testing facility in the U.S.? B, uh, Lance Armstrong uh, <laughs> facility of some kind? Or C, Elon Musk's Hyperloop 1? I hope it's the emoji testing facility, right? But your answer actually is... Let's <laughs> see. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> so the Hyperloop 1, they're looking at different... Uh, so this is going to be his super fast train mm -hmm. tube thing. And they're looking at different... Oh, yeah. Uh, places to connect it to. So it'd be Orlando to Miami. Yeah. And you'd be able to do that in 26 minutes. Yeah, like swoosh. Yeah, if it works. Swoosh. Yep, that's exactly, <laughs> that is. I think that's what Elon Musk said. It is, it was, and it then like Nike Christmas. sued him. <laughs> yeah, so it was pretty bad. So that was good. You did three out of five. Okay. okay. But we're not keeping score. No, 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 no. But that's 60%, and <laughs> so... Yeah, so future employers, take note. <laughs> All right, I'm kidding. So let's play one more song, and we're going to come back and uh, talk about some plugs, talk about some things that are going on. And Best Hour is here for Smarketing News. That'll be on shortly, uh, starting at 9 o'clock. And so let's play, uh, let's see. How about Whitley with I Remember on WPRK Winter Park, Florida? You're listening to A Certain Degree. Whitley on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was I Remember from the album The Submarine. That was another idea that we should have had for uh, for what you can do when you have a hurricane come through. It's just get on a submarine. Oh, yeah. yeah Underwater. Underwater, yeah. it's fine. Just get out of here. Just get, get one out of in, town on a submarine. I was thinking just go into one of the lakes <laughs> in a submarine. In a submarine. Yeah. Because you'll get more and more and more water. Yeah, it's fine. All right, so Leah Nash is here. You're listening to a certain degree. I will be here next week uh, again with the members, uh, several members of the Alterity Chamber Orchestra. I'm very excited it. about that. And so we'll be talking to them uh, 7 to 9 uh, Monday morning. I love it. Leah will be back on the radio on Thursday morning mm -hmm. starting at 9 o'clock. And so uh, your show is? Sitting atop a pile of poop and the view is spectacular. And just one more time, what is the focus of the show? Yeah. The focus is, is that everyone has poop to deal with. So it could be anything, really. And uh, we just talk about how we deal with it and kind of have a positive perspective on the poop we deal with. Okay. So on Thursday, I'm going to have Dina Bina come. She's a local arts advocate, and uh, she's going to tell us about all the projects she's working on and what it's like to be an art advocate and art promoter here in Orlando. Great. And eventually you're going to have that uh, as a podcast out there as well. Yes. I would like to work on that. So yes. that people, because people ask, you know, they can't always be listening, right? Nine o'clock in the morning is super early. Like it's, <laughs> if I'm exactly. awake by then, I mean, I'm usually at work, but if I'm awake by then, it's, it's pretty remarkable. 
And then on the 29th of October, the Hemophilia Foundation of Greater Florida is having an event. Yes. So uh, I work, like I said before, for the Hemophilia Foundation of Greater Florida. And we are having a 5K and run on October 29th. It's called the Creepy Crawl 5K and Vampire Mile. It's going to be at Lake Baldwin, uh, right around the lake there. And it's going to be a ton of fun. We're going to have people there with, uh, you know, we want people to come dressed up. Up in their costumes, we're going to have food, and we uh, we're going to be fundraising for the Hemophilia Foundation. Great, that sounds like a lot of fun and for a good cause. And then the Creative City Project on the twenty first of October. Yeah, so please take a look at the website so you can check out all the different artists that are going to be there. But please, if you can, I mean, if you would like to, you can check out uh, my my piece is called Hugh. It's going to be on Church Street around eight o'clock. Uh, so. Liz Chaconis is going to be the violist that's going to be performing it. So you won't actually see me on stage, but you'll see Liz with her electric viola. So it's your, so it's both of you sort of performing. So you did the soundscape for the background mm-hmm. and then she is, did you write her part I too? wrote her part as well. Oh, okay. Although uh, the direction for it was I gave her the, I wrote it and then I also asked her to improvise it. Oh, very nice. If that makes any sense yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I can't wait. Kind of interesting. That is going to be <laughs> that is going to be a lot of fun. Okay, so I picked one last song to play. This is uh Jake Shimabakuro. You may have heard of him. <gasps> yes, he's the best. Yep, and he Literally. plays uh ukulele. Ukulele. So this is uh one of his covers. I I do like his original songs as well. But anytime I get a chance to play Bohemian Rhapsody on a ukulele, oh, absolutely. I'm going to play it. And, you know, he, he comes to Orlando regularly. To oh, yeah. Plaza. He was just at mm-hmm. Bob Carr. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or not he, Bob Carr, at the, um, Dr. Phillips. Yes, yes, yeah. Which yep. I missed that one. But, yeah. yeah. But he yeah. does come regularly. Seems like a lot of fun. And stay tuned because Bess Hour is coming up and she'll have a great, uh, amazing show uh, with marketing news. It's marketing. On WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You've been listening to A Certain Degree. And that's the show. Thanks for listening to A Certain Degree. To learn more about Leah Nash, her show on WPRK, and her work in the community, follow her on Twitter at Leah Nash Says. For more on this show, visit toacertaindegree.com. That's T-O-A, certaindegree.com. Is the nanotech for mood condiments another way robots will eventually take over? Nick, quit giving them ideas on how they can overthrow the humans. I know most of your Twitter followers are bots, but this is just too much. Auburn.